This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. For episode 60, I would ask all of you to bear with me for a moment as ad reads are going to go along for a reason. The first one is blueberry markets, of course. Now, every time the Fed raises rates, more cash goes into our market, which is great if you're a trend trader, which most of us are. You know, if you know what you're doing, it's very hard to lose in this market. But one way you can lose is if you choose the wrong broker. If you choose a broker to where something goes wrong and you do not get a quick response, do not allow this to happen. Click the link below in the show notes. It takes you to the Blueberry Markets blog, tells you all about why I love the broker. And if you click the affiliate link at the bottom of the blog, you will not only get a cash bonus, you will get your own personal concierge should anything go wrong and you will get a quick response from an actual person. You can't beat it. Now, this is only available for people outside of the United States, but if you're inside the United States, which 40% of you are, I got you covered too. See the link down below for that. And also... Bybit is having another trading contest. Now that the World Series of Trading is over, we are going back to our monthly no-nonsense Forex in-house trading contests. Very exciting. Uh, last time we did this, I had just mentioned Bybit to you guys, and we only had four signups, and the winner took home $1,000 USDT. So fair play to that trader. Uh, but this time around, it's going to be much different. They're going to pay out 10 places. The prize pool is going to be probably a bit less. It's all going to depend on how many people do sign up. Uh, but this gives you a much bigger opportunity to win. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, but anybody who wins a contest more than once, if you want to, you have this option, if you want to forego your privacy and send me your UID, your email, and your name, I will put you up on nononsenseforex.com for everybody to see. And by everybody, that means future potential employers, future potential clients, future potential subscribers, you know, you are going to let the world know that you are the real deal. Going forward, I want to provide opportunities for as many people as I possibly can. So this option is on the table too. Now, this will not start until August 8th, and it runs the entire month. You know, they also understand that most of us trade the daily charts. So having a longer contest will allow you to trade the way you want and still be competitive. So I will put the contest link down below in the show notes as well. Registration starts tomorrow, and that should give you a full week, if you have not already, to make that first deposit, to put some trades in, to get to know the system. Uh, so by the time the contest begins on the 8th, you can hit the ground running. So all details should be provided in that link. If you have any further questions on this, please don't ask me because I probably won't know. Simply contact Bybit and test out their customer service if you have not done so already. And I will not say best of luck because we make our own luck here. I will wish everybody instead all the best. I hope you have a great time, and I hope you perform well. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and episode 60 may seem like a bit of a review, and in some ways it is. Uh, but these reviews, I think, are important to get everybody kind of together as in terms of where we, at least on this podcast, stand in terms of all things contrarian investing. Because I've been spending a lot of time on crypto lately, uh, and we will talk about crypto in this episode as well, but we'll also talk about all the other things we do uh, because I haven't spoken on that in a while. Now, the big news recently has been the rise in the stock market and the crypto market and the 75 basis point uh, rate increase for the United States dollar that happened this week. Now, this was expected to happen, but even though it was expected to happen, everything still went nuts. 
uh, which to me does not make a lot of sense. Now, I did an entire blog post on this on Thursday. If you missed it, I will put that down below in the show notes as well. And the blog post goes over the two scenarios that are most likely to happen. Either the Fed does pivot and starts lowering rates and probably printing money again, uh, or do they just power through and continue to raise rates until inflation goes down? And what will the markets likely do if those two situations occur? Uh, So a pretty important blog post, I think. Make sure you read that. Um, But beyond all of this, let's go ahead and talk about some of the markets we trade and where I think they're at. Let's start with precious metals. Now, the last I really talked about this is when I actually bought physical gold, but I usually buy physical gold irrespective of price. I mean, I like to buy it when it's on a dip, uh, but physical gold at the end of the day is just insurance on my money, nothing more. If I'm playing it offensively, then I do that in the form of gold mining stocks. Now, what's up with the mining sector? Well, we really don't know. A lot of people in the sector and in the precious metal space are saying that we have hit bottom back when gold was at 1700 and silver was approaching 18. Uh, now, they could be right, but if you have listened to people in the precious metal space for any amount of time, they are wrong so often with this stuff, yet you just don't even pay them a lot of attention anymore. And on top of that, a lot of this stuff doesn't even fall in line with what the stock market does one way or the other. You know, it doesn't correlate. It doesn't uncorrelate. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, my whole thing this entire time with precious metals, and in particular precious metals mining stocks, has always been just to be right and sit tight. You know, take the pain because the upside is absolutely worth it. And that's what I will continue to do. You know, I already have a lot of positions. I'm not really looking to add on many more. There is one in particular, and that might become a watch list video in the future. You know, not everything on my watch list is crypto, believe it or not. So stay tuned. If I feel like there's an appropriate time and place for that, uh, I will certainly make an episode and bring it to you. Uh, But that's really all you have to know as far as precious metals investing goes right now. I'm just happy the, the trading's very good, and we will let the investing chips fall wherever they lay. Now, over to base metals. And my whole thing with base metals, the reason why you almost never hear me talk about it, unless it's copper, is I just feel like, and you guys know, I'm a bit of a doomsdayer. If you follow me here or you follow me on Twitter, I fall more to that side of the spectrum. You know, I'm not all the way on that end, but I do feel like we're going to approach a time, and we're already getting there, contrarians, where we just stop building as a planet. Because for once in a very long time, we have other things that are simply more important. And especially if we have an energy crisis and a food crisis, which I anticipate both of those things occurring fairly soon. You know, how much sense would it make to continue to build factories and homes and new roads and things like that when people are freezing and starving? You know, not a good idea if you want to get elected. You know, I feel like the world is going to pull inward and just kind of keep what we have. You know, and if growth suffers, growth suffers. But the, the main goal is going to be simply surviving, you know, as people, but as corporations too. You know, you build and you expand when you can, you know, when everything else is fine, which for a long time it was. You know, but what's going to happen when it's not anymore? And I think China is going to be one of the first ones in here. We're already seeing things fall apart over there as much as they don't want us to know. And they're the ones who have been gobbling up all these base metals and all these commodities. You know, they have already slowed down, and despite what you see in the news sometimes, I think they're going to have no choice but to slow down much more, even come to an overall stop. You know, so this does not serve well for things like iron ore, um, for things like lumber, for things like zinc. 
So, you know, we are buy and hold long-term investors here on the podcast. So that's why really at no point in time in any episode of the podcast have I mentioned it because I just felt like there was going to be a time where the world stops building. And it looks like we're getting there. You know, if you have an energy crisis in your country, it's going to be very hard to build anything. The costs are going to be so high, it's not going to make sense anymore. Now, notice I have left out copper in this whole equation. And it's because I'm still bullish on copper because I just think we're going to get a total wipeout in supply. And if you remember my copper video, we need it for not only the new technology, but all the old technology too. And when it comes to all of this, if I am wrong, I still want to have exposure here because we are probably going into a commodity super cycle sooner than later. And I am continuing to hold on to all of my copper stocks. Uh, Because I think at the very least, that's the one that's going to take off before the rest do. So now on to the stock market. And in that blog where I talked about the Fed raising rates, the main conclusion I really come to, and I didn't state this conclusion in the blog, but I think no matter what they do, the, the market's still going down. You know, as I've mentioned so many times before, we still have the six crises that have not happened yet fully, although a number of them are in their early stages now. And now if the Fed pivots, there should be a rally, but I feel like that rally is going to be short-lived. I do not think the Fed has the full power and the full faith in the market that they used to. You know, if there's one thing they have shown the world in the last probably four or five months is that they really do not know what they're doing. Years ago, they could just wave their little magic wand and everything would work out in their favor, but now it's not. Economics is finally winning. Oh, and by the way, no matter what the administration says, we are officially in a recession. You know, as much as we try to stay apolitical here on the show, this administration, I swear to God, they have just changed the words of everything because they think you're super fucking stupid. And maybe you simply won't notice. And to a degree, they're not wrong. A lot of people just don't notice these things. You know, but we don't really worry about that because those people are the ones that are going to be the groups of people that have real problems financially down the road. And that is not going to be us. So at the end of the day, it's really nothing to get too upset over. We know what's really going on. And we are in a recession. And again, again, the energy crisis has not fully taken shape. Once that happens, uh, let's just say that is not bullish for the economy. People are going to stop buying things. People are going to stop traveling. Businesses are not going to be building. None of this is good for the stock market. And if you look at a chart, you can see we have a long way to go down. I think to assume that we have hit bottom is nuts. You know, the only thing that saved us last time is the Fed just printing so much money, trillions and trillions of dollars to the point where the market just couldn't take it anymore and it had to go back up. You know, that's the only reason why we didn't completely collapse back in 2020. The only reason. You know, the actual market and the actual economy had nothing to do with it. And then in turn, for the last two years, things were able to get even more and more and more overvalued. But it's a different story now, isn't it? Printing money actually has consequences. Consequences that deeply concern voters. And there is no longer any little creative ways to get yourself out of this. So over time, despite what you see and despite how long it lasts, I really do think everything is going to go down much harder and probably take everything else with it. You know, at least at first. Because that's what history has taught us. And so whether it happens or not, I still want you to be ready for that. You know, every time one of the markets falls sharply, somebody says, hey man, I'm losing a lot of money on these positions. Can you make a podcast on this? You know, first off, no, I don't take requests. Second, 
I must have said this a hundred times. You know, these drops are to be expected. You know, this is what we're waiting for. This is what we are positioning ourselves for. So to flip out when it happens and to run to me for answers just goes to show that you are not doing this the right way. And you are probably investing money you can't really afford to lose, which definitely means you're not ready for this. So that is my overall grim outlook for the stock markets of the world. Now, this is not just the American market. This is all markets. You know, continue to trade those indices if that's what you're doing. I think there's going to be some really good opportunity on the long and short side. Now, ending it off with crypto. Uh, this week was so weird. Once the rate hike actually happened. Now, keep in mind, there was a small chance it was going to be 100 basis points, but it wasn't. It was exactly what it was scheduled to be. So for markets to skyrocket the way it did was already very suspect behavior, but to have it happen in the crypto market too was even more suspect. So let's take Quantum. You guys remember this one? Ticker symbol QTUM. It's number 94 on CoinGecko as we speak, and it went up 64.7% in the last seven days. So you mean to tell me that all of those quantum traders, all of those quantum investors... Uh, we're paying so close attention to the rate decision and piled into quantum once the decision came out. Uh, the decision, by the way, that was actually supposed to happen. It's like, really? Like, does any of this make any sense? Now, as we learned from the very top of the bull market, there can be a million things out there that don't make any sense at all, but can still just keep pumping. But far more often than not, the end result from all this is very, very ugly. Ugly to the downside. So I maintain the same approach I've been telling you about for the last few episodes. I still look at my charts. If my charts tell me to go, I go, but I go small, and I go with the full expectation of being able to dollar cost average down should things drop further. You know, as, as I've said a couple times on this episode, as I've said many times on this show, I could be wrong, and I also position myself for that too. This is really, I'm telling you, I think this is so underrated because I, I think too many investors, especially inexperienced investors, especially investors with really big egos. Now, we all have egos, uh, but simply the fact that I am investing for me possibly being wrong, I think, takes me out of that upper tier, that upper tier of egoness. I think most investors get so married to one ideology and then they only invest that way. And if they're right, great. But the markets really do have a way of punishing people like this. And they usually don't come out the other side. But when it comes to investing, there is a way to have your cake and eat it too. And we try to do that here on the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. And in a perfect situation, the crypto market tanks even further, like, like smashing way far beyond the lows we've already seen this year. And then we come in like superheroes and scoop up everything near the bottom. Uh, but if it doesn't work that way, not only do we already have our existing positions, but we have a plan. You know, a plan to still possibly buy during times like this, because in the annals of history, this is going to seem like a very good time to buy. You know, we are still in a bear market and prices are still relatively very low. And you could do a lot worse. So hold the line out there, contrarians. There are so many fireworks yet to go off this year. And when the world is trying to get us to buy during a bear market, during a recession, there's probably reasons for that. And as it often does, I think patience is going to win the game. 
You know, it can get lonely out here on Contrarian Island, doing things the way we do them. But just remember, at the end of the day, at the end of the cycle, at the end of the madness, that we are not crazy. We are just early. <laughs>